Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of Screen Champs. I'm your host, Dubs, here with my co-host, the Madman Moan. What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, guy. We made uh, 2020 is almost done. We we did Let's it. Go. 2021. You flip the Ooh. light switch. Everything changes. Everything's back to normal. No more COVID. Nothing's bad. Everything's good. 2021. We just need to turn the page, baby. We're there. That's right. I love <laughs> it. I'm all about it. I feel like Lieutenant Dan, and it's like you know, like. <laughs> sitting in the wheelchair and then like those hussies that he's with are like oh don't you just love it you know it's another fresh start yeah. <laughs> and you're like well not really but you know, it's, it's like, like yeah. everything that doesn't just get a race you know yeah. but no it's actually in some way know, it does it's actually things are you know not better they're still bad and uh everything's falling apart but it's all about perspective you know so we're just gonna be positive <laughs> uh you know, I, I'm Let's enjoying uh, all the free time I have because of the pandemic and you know I'm able to make a positivity podcast. that's great Let's do it. Yeah. Um, let's so, watch more movies. Yeah, watch watch more movies indeed. That was that was actually a working title for the podcast. There was there was a time where that was like workshop to like maybe we should call it watch more movies. And uh we I mean we didn't, you know. <laughs> it just felt like uh it felt like a website you go and watch pirated films. <laughs> yeah, there's and you there's know? nothing wrong with that, you know. I mean well, there is. I think I mean it's illegal, but there's nothing, you know. There's not, you know, but there's not. Um, so I guess we got to see this week. We got a couple things from, from some viewers of just things where they were asking, you know, if we'd seen them or our opinions on. So one of them was Spider-Verse. And I, I think maybe cause we were talking about Spider-Man and almost just kind of like, yeah, you know, we don't know much about Spider-Man, which yeah. I, to stand by, I still don't know much about Spider-Man, even though I've seen every single, at least, uh, you know, big, I feel like big Spider-Man movie that came out in theaters since Tobey Maguire. Right. But Spider-Verse is an awesome movie. The Miles Morales mm-hmm. one, animated, came out in 2018. I loved it. I actually, I would say I'm someone who doesn't appreciate animation. Because uh, there are definitely people that uh-huh. do and like anime and all that. I'm not that guy. But this movie was just cool. It looked cool. Yeah. It was soundtrack driven. Had a bunch of rap music in there. I'm a rap guy. I loved it. I loved the whole vibe of it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was an experience. It was like a comic book, like just brought to life, you know, um, which is so cool. I I I loved just multiple Spider Men in it, you know, and then it, you know, there's like cool little nods to like the the first Spider Man with Tobey Maguire, you know, like yeah, where you know Jake Johnson's character is supposed to be like you know like the movie you know cinema version of like Spider Man, and then there's like mm-hmm. a pig Spider Man, there's like you know like this crazy you know. Little side characters, yeah. Nick Cage is in it, you know, Nicolas Cage, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Which I was like, oh, what a treat, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the music is where it was at. It was, it was exciting. It was so exciting. Well, it's fun. And then it, they, they kill Spider Man. They kill like the yeah. OG Spider Man. Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, yeah. Kingpin just you. freaking murdered him. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, this is kind of like, whoa, like, this yeah. is intense. Yeah, you know, this is. This is good. It, it went there, you know. <laughs> From the first, like, when the movie just opens up, he's, like, sitting there, and he's kind of singing, like, uh, Post Malone Sunflower and just vibing in his mm-hmm. room. And, eh, and eh, yeah, eh. Yeah. as it's happening, I'm like, oh, I love this movie. It's like there's weird things like that, and I yeah. know you know it's like it's like the um, yeah. yeah Operation Christmas Drop Operation Christmas the, Drop yeah with the mm-hmm. where you know it's like the the snorkeling scene and the Colby Calais plan like mm-hmm. it's right in the beginning he's listening to Sunflower kind of singing along I saw myself in that moment I was like I am Spider Man 
And I was just like, yeah. I just bought in. I was like, that was it. I love it. Similar to uh, Dr. Dre and Straight Out of Compton, where like they kind yeah. of introduce everyone in the beginning, and it's him laying down, listening to vinyls. Okay, like, oh, yeah. You were guy. like, "That's me. That's that's me. me. I am Dr. <laughs> Dre, bro." I was like, "This is this is this is the madman." Yeah, in the making right here. No, but those yeah, are always so, fun. Yeah, we're, we're definitely Spider Verse fans. Um, I think the other thing too. Well, I, I finished it because I, I got hooked on it, and I, I didn't sleep uh-huh. well the last couple of days because of it. But the undoing on HBO. One of one of our listeners reached out and asked if we were going to talk about that. Uh, I know the Madman's a couple episodes in, so so we're not going to go too deep right now. But uh, it's it's a cool show. I loved it. I mean, it just finished recently, so it's still pretty new. If you guys have not watched The Undoing on HBO Max, check it out. Yeah, bunch of questions. You're going to have a lot of questions. <laughs> You're going to just like ask, and it's okay to ask those questions too because I was like, someone needs what, to. What is someone? What's well, the police, going on? The police are going to ask those questions. Because how often do you hear, like, hey, uh, this episode was crazy. The first episode was nuts. Yeah. And you're like, okay, let me check it out. And I checked it out, and for real, I was like, okay, <laughs> what's nuts. going on? Yeah, I'm, like, texting you, like, at 3 a.m. I'm like, have you seen this? You're like, yeah, I told you to watch it. It's crazy, right? I'm like, bro, what's going on? Like, what what yeah. is what is happening? I was so confused, you know? And then it's Nicole Kidman, right? Yeah, Nicole Kidman. She's great in it. I feel like I haven't seen her in something in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while, man been a while well i mean she was probably in like three things last year but look nothing that i saw it's been, it's been a while yeah i mean i'm just saying i feel like i haven't seen her you know? <laughs> yeah so it was it was cool to see her again in this yeah. weird you know, story but yeah. same, and same with hugh grant too it's a uh, it's i would say there's something at the end of every episode where i like i literally physically moved like i was alone in my room and something happened and i i was like what like my arms are in the air like what what do you mean like what like and I, I just had to watch the next mm-hmm. episode which is why I did not sleep well as I was watching it because I just had to finish it. I was hooked. Yeah, I think I had a nightmare that night. I couldn't tell no one about it <laughs> because I feel like people would think I was crazy. I mean, it's a it's a six episode miniseries on HBO. It's a crime. Is it a miniseries? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a miniseries. <laughs> I can't figure it out, bro. Yeah. I just cannot. I can't figure out if it is or it is it or what's <laughs> the episode limit for a miniseries? Uh, officially a miniseries. I don't know. Oh, that's a. That's a good question. We need to get to the bottom of that. But it's uh, it is officially a miniseries, and it's it's just good. You know, it's a good little crime drama. Now, some people admittedly didn't like the end. I, I didn't hate it, so I'm excited to hear what you think about it. Oof. And uh, for us to go do into our uh, spoiler review probably next week. <laughs> I'm down. Sign me up. And the, I think the last thing one of our listeners reached out about was we talked about the Gray Man a little bit in our last episode, and they asked about a show called Counterpart. Now, the Gray Man, just to be, I, I don't know if anyone's heard of you know this, the Gray Man is a spy thriller that they're making for Netflix based on a book series. Counterpart is a show on stars. And I was like, bro, I don't like, so I've never heard of Counterpart. I don't know anything about Counterpart, but it is on stars. And then I was like, what else is on stars? Uh, man, man, I want to read some to you, some okay. of these titles. And I just want you to tell me how many of these shows you've heard of. All right. All right, I'm, I'm gonna close my eyes for this too. Okay, yeah, please. I mean, you know, feel free, <laughs> closed over, whatever. I feel like it'll help me out. It'll help me out as long as long as you feel safe, brother. Um, okay, okay. So we got I High, hope so. High Town, Outlander, uh, The White Princess, The White Queen, Black Sails, Pea Valley, The Spanish Princess, Wrong Man, Power. You probably heard of Power. Mm. Um, Liberty City, Dublin Murders. Like, how many of those have you heard of? I think Black Cells. That's like a pirate one. I, I mean, it makes sense. And I think Outlander. I think that I think Henry Cavill's in that one. Okay, 
There you go. I hope so. Yeah. He might be. I, <laughs> I, he might I be. I believe so. I don't know if he is. or If it's not Henry Cavill, then it's... uh. It's the other dude that was one that was the the freaking Winkle bro from uh, Social Network. Yeah, I, I don't. It, someone's in it. I mean, someone's in it for sure. I don't know who it Man, is. I, I, mean, I would fail so bad if this was like you know <laughs> wants to be a millionaire or something. No, here, I'll give the worst quick. answers. No, I don't. I don't think he is in it. Wait, <laughs> Outlander, IMDb. I think you're thinking of a show on Netflix that has Henry Cavill IMDb. in it. Oof. That sucks, huh? Something from Stars got me thinking about a show that's on Netflix. Oof. All right, let's go to the <laughs> cast here. Sam no Hewen. Love. I don't know who Sam the Sam Hewen. He's the main guy. He's he's the guy. He is the Outlander. Uh, Sam yeah. who Hewen? Hewen. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Sam who? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't know him from anything. As I'm as I'm looking this stuff up, though, I'm kind of laughing to myself because there's one thing I do know. I know that my mom likes the show Outlander. So shout out, shout out, mom. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, I'm, I'm sure it's Outlander a great show. Go. I'm sure he's a great actor. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a dope show. It. But it's not Henry Cavill. <laughs> that's what we know for sure. Yeah, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. So maybe we'll get to this uh, counterpart. We just got, you know, it's another streaming service. Got to sign up for Stars. See what's going on with that. Yikes! Hey, someone gift us a subscription, man. You know, or if you got a like a code or an email, yeah, yeah. The borrow. best, the best thing any of our listeners could do is just uh, shoot me some login details. Uh, it'll be used responsibly. Yeah. You know, I'm an adult. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna share it with anyone. I don't have any cousins I'm close to. Like, I just need yeah it. they'll be like mama who's who's man man on our account like, oh, just don't worry about him yeah <laughs> it's okay don't, don't go on to his profile don't. <laughs> oh man uh so i mean here let's hop in here you know so our episode today is gonna be uh i mean i don't know how it's gonna feel to you as a listener but we're definitely going a little less news heavy because we're gonna end up reviewing three movies um we're doing ma rainey's black bottom and then we're gonna do soul and wonder woman both coming out on christmas both big movies both excited you know to watch them so uh, the news here, we're just going to go over a couple trailers, a couple things, but nothing too crazy. So we're going to go into our uh, quickies, our quick hits, if you will. Um, quickie. 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 Uh, our first one. <laughs> so stupid. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says quickie, bro. Quickie. It's going to be lit. Because um, there's no way to say it like a hey, quickie. You know, you can't like quickie. Yeah. Like it sounds, it sounds weird. It doesn't even feel right. Quickie. Yeah. Um, sounds uh, like a slur or something. <laughs> all right. A vulgar so, word. The the first thing we're going to talk what? about. <laughs> all right, the uh, the first thing we're going to talk about here is Palmer, which is a Justin Timberlake movie. Apple TV picked up the rights to it, so they're going to be releasing it sometime in January, and they just released a trailer. And the movie looks great. I mean, I think it looks good. I, I love Justin Timberlake, so I want to see him do well in whatever he's doing. But I feel like this is an all time. You just show me the whole damn movie in the trailer. It was like the uh, KFC movie. It's like the whole movie was in the trailer. Yeah, and I mean, now, that's I a mean, sixteen the- minute movie, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I like get it. They sold me though. They sold me for sure, dude. That music in the background and Justin Timberlake with his little accent. Yeah, little he's boy <laughs> in, in it. Like they they sold me. I I, I want to see this. Yeah, and the movie it, it the trailer's two hour two uh, two minutes and forty five <laughs> two hours long, long trailer. <laughs> yeah, that'd be well. That's yeah. I think you watched a movie, my guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this trailer's long. Okay, um, this is this is what happened. This is what I got from the trailer. So you could tell okay. me if you think this is too much from a trailer because the trailer does have to show something. So I mean, you're gonna get look, something from the trailer because I saw the trailer and I don't think that it, sh- it told us everything. But I mean, I'm 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 
curious to see what you say. Well, maybe I'm, by see, you I just want to keep you... these notes here, and then I'm going to watch the movie, and it's, I'm going to put in what wasn't shown in the trailer. So this is what I got from the trailer. Justin Timberlake gets out of prison, moves in with his family, probably his mother or aunt, you know, it looks like. Um, there's a child mm-hmm. named Sam who uh, lives next door to him, kind of like a trailer, small town area, and his mm-hmm. mother leaves the home. So Justin Timberlake's, you know, mom and him are watching this kid, Sam. Sam, you know, he kind of, and, you know, he's just mm-hmm. not applying, like, gender norms to his clothes. He wants to wear a dress, he wears a dress, you know. They live yeah. in a little southern town, so everyone, you know, people are judging Justin Timberlake. You know, they're like, oh, you shouldn't be watching this kid. You were in prison. They're judging the kid because that's not how a boy dresses. Um, <laughs> he meets a girl. She's like, you know, tell me why you were in prison. And he's like, hey, you know, I it's, I did what I did, you know. So who knows know. what that is. You see the relationship with Sam, the kid, and Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. grow, get better. Mm-hmm. You see him out to dinner with the girl that he met and Sam all laughing, having a good time. You know, so his relationship with Grant, uh, Sam gets so good that he walks around with Sam as a fairy on Halloween, which is this mm-hmm. great moment where you see the growth that Justin Timberlake has with this kid. It's beautiful. Eventually, the Sam's mom comes back. And it, it seems like she comes back with a guy as well because this guy starts getting in a physical fight with Sam, the kid. Justin Timberlake goes and breaks it up. Then he gets arrested. Sam is chasing after the car. He's like, Papa. So clearly he's attached. And then presumably Justin Timberlake gets out of jail because the next scene you see him in court fighting for custody of Sam with the girl he has a relationship with in the movie. And that's all in the trailer. So I just feel like that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it it was. You you (laughs) broke that down real good. I mean, that was all in there, right? Like every All that was in there. I don't know. I, I do... There was like a, you know, I, and I think that's like how it's going to happen in the movie too. Like, I, I think every just like, scene. Like chronologically. Yeah. yeah like it's it all like chronological. What's going. Yeah. That's true. That is very true. I want to see the movie. It looks really sweet. It looks, I mean, it looks, it looks very good. It looks like a very positive movie. Uh, it looks like, you know, there's a movie about people who are, you know, stuck in their ways, but they're going to grow. That's all great. Yeah. I, I love it all. Just cut a minute off that trailer, bro. I didn't, I didn't need this trailer to tell me everything in the movie. Okay. And the next trailer we're going to look at is The Little Things with Denzel Rami Malik. Is that how you say it? Uh, Sure. Sure. <laughs> or Rami Malik. Rami Malik. There we go. So Rami Malik and Jared Leto, three Academy Award winners in one movie. This is a movie that I was actually really excited for this trailer to come out because it was one of the movies that uh-huh. came up during the Warner Brothers HBO like announcement. And I was like, oh, there's right. a Denzel movie coming out in January? Like, why did no one tell me about this? Like, this is something I care about. So I was super happy to see the trailer, and uh, you know I'm curious to see what you would think about it. I I mean I I don't know how much they're blowing on like with like money with like these three actors. All of them are Academy Award winners. Yeah, they're three I mean, of them. Yeah, yeah, one, two, three. It's true. And it's like it's like okay, this this has to be good. Like they they're I I know they want this to hit, bro, because Rami. Malik, he's freaking, he is the guy. He's the hot guy now. He's going to be in 007. He's in this. God, I can't wait People for 007 to come out. You know, hopefully, <laughs> you know, I, I know, right? That's going to be so good. And he's like, I, he, I think he talks the same. That, that, like, does he regularly talk like that? Yeah, I think, well, that's, I mean, look, you know, I <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. Uh, I might be. I, I, well, no, he's, he's not a bad actor. He's not a bad actor, but... I did think the minute he spoke in this trailer, I was like, oh, 
he wasn't good in Mr. Robot. He just is Mr. Robot. You know what I mean? Like he just, just is like a that cyborg. guy. You know, <laughs> he is like that awkward, super weird kind of hacker guy. So now mm-hmm. he's just the weird hacker guy that's also a detective because he sent. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's just his voice. You know, there's nothing you could do about it. But when he was in Mr. Robot, you're like, man, look at him embody this role. And then you know, you see him outside of it. It's like, oh, this role was kind of made around him, and it just works because yeah. it just works. Do you think he deserves he, like, a win shows for Bohemian up, Rhapsody? Well, yeah, I, I think he did good. Okay, well, I, but uh, but I mean, but you just have to get past the way he sounds. And I know in that movie he had like bigger teeth, right? He had like a fake prosthetic teeth thing. Yeah, he and did. so it was even more amplified. And then it, <laughs> it, like for some reason it just he sounded more like Freddie Mercury like that. Yeah, he's good. I mean, but I mean, he's he, I I think he's a weird guy. Yeah, I mean, he I don't know if that's his like niche. Like he's like oh like. This is just how I act, you know. Like I, I like wonder if he showed up on set, talked like that, and the director was like, "Wait, what? Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> he's like, like, "Hey, no, this, this isn't Mr. Robot. Yeah, you're, you just, know." And he's like, "No, this just is, talk normal. This is like, who hey, I am." He, yeah, and he's like, uh, you know, like, awkwardly just like, yeah, smiles <laughs> his head down or something like that. <laughs> so I can't buy him. Like I, I'm having a hard time watching this trailer and buying into him. Okay, because it's like. If, if if you could tell me what the roles are here, it seems like he's like the sheriff, right, or something like that. And Denzel's yeah, a yeah, deputy. Yeah. Uh, sure. And yeah, or Jared like Leto is just a weird back. guy with a nice car. Jared Leto, or he just has a car. None of the cars look too nice in it. But here, so here's the thing. So after watching, after watching, like I watched the Justin Timberlake trailer first before anything, and I was like, bro, I feel like I saw the whole movie. So I watched it again to really break down what I was seeing. So then I was kind of attacking this movie with that same critical eye. Like, maybe every trailer does this, you know. Now, this trailer doesn't Uh do it, I hope. But there's a moment where it shows a woman presumably about to be attacked by someone in a vehicle, and it's like a blue car. And then 30 seconds later in the trailer, you see Denzel driving around in a blue car. And I was like, uh... Because there's also yeah, two scenes at the end of the trailer where Denzel's digging yes. up a bunch of holes in the desert, and then he's standing there yes. with a bunch of bags looking like Dexter, and I'm like, absolutely. if Denzel is the killer in this movie, like if it ends up being that Denzel is like a serial killer who's been saving this small town from bad guys his whole life, I'm going to be pissed, because they can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. It's not right. Why? Why? Because this is a trailer, bro. You can't show everything in the trailer. What do you mean, why? <laughs> what, is, but I... <laughs> Look, when I saw the Justin Timberlake trailer, I had no question, no no questions, right? Yeah, it was handled. This well, one, yeah, I've how got could a you lot have a question? They told you everything. <laughs> of course, you had no questions. Of course, I, I still don't know why Justin Timberlake was, went in prison. I want to know That's what happened. That's true. There I you go. What he did. <laughs> there you go. So one, they question. should have done a flashback or something. Just a little, give me a little quick flashback <laughs> of like a knife. They did. Then I, I'm like, oh, this guy stabbed someone or something. You're like. <laughs> Yo, I, I still don't know. You know, no, it's and when gonna he drops be for it, like saving hit. a baby or something, dude. The way they presented it, like, <laughs> why'd you go to prison? He's like, oh, you know, I, uh, I mean, it's just okay. I don't know. It's gonna be whatever. I don't know what it's gonna be, but it's gonna be something that he ends up looking better than he did before. I just can't get past the way Rami Malek sounds. He's he's he has seniority or something like that over 
Denzel. Denzel. Yeah. You know? And so I think that's a good move, right? Because usually it's like the older actor will have like the better role, but in like, yeah. twist, like, like he's kind of criticizing you know, like, him. He's like, how, how can you have the best solve rate in this county? And you never even got promoted. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, well, they're going into it. Yeah. Oh, they don't like each other. They're like, well, maybe they do, but they're, they're some conflicts. You know, they're, yeah. they're yeah. kind of arguing with one another. Yeah. And me- meanwhile, Jared Leto is just looking like a crazy man. Yeah. Jared Leto you know, just driving around to town. live in a trailer park. You know, yeah, it. almost like Joker vibes. You yeah. know, like he just, you know, and I, I know he was a Joker, but I'm talking about more like, you know, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird guy. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I'm down. I'm, I'm happy to see the trailer because the only thing I knew is that it was coming out. And then I found out it was coming out in January. And then they freaking released a poster, the trailer. And now, All of, you yeah. know, it's so, January's going to be next month and boom. it's going to get me ready for the, for the new year. So, and I mean, we talked uh, about, I'm down. Yeah. Rami Malik and we talked about Jared Leto, but I mean we're we're both here for Denzel Washington, so he's yeah. I mean, this is mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter who else is in the movie, it doesn't matter if uh, you know Rami whatever he's over here sounding awkward like a robot. None of that matters. All that matters is that Denzel Washington's in this movie. That makes it a must watch. It's a must watch. Yes. Now I will say I'm a little scared because the writer director of this movie is John Lee Hancock, and I was like, okay, you know, let me look okay. at what this guy's done. He wrote the screenplay before this movie. His last movie was 2012. The screenplay for Snow White and the Huntsman. It's a little rough, yes. but maybe it was like a rewrite, you know, because sometimes, you know, someone writes it. It's not great. So they hire like a better writer to come in. Maybe he's the better writer. He also did The Blind Side. He wrote and directed The Blind Side, which is, you know, it's a good movie. I, I'm not bad or too good to say about it, but these it's, are all crazy different movies man. exactly like, what, like, it's not what i want to see a, like a horror th- like yeah. a thriller he did 2012 you, know? you said 2012 2012 was snow white and the huntsman and then 2009 was the blind side so mm-hmm. i don't know and then he directed a couple he didn't write he directed like the founder um saving mr banks the rookie i mean you know these are these are fine movies they're, saving mr banks yeah they're all fine what? So it's I'm interested to see how this plays out because this just seems like I, I don't know how he lucked into or fell into this, but the guy that wrote The Blind Side is going to give us a serial killer murder mystery. So hopefully it's good because <laughs> it, has, <laughs> it has the vibe of like these kind of 90s flicks and stuff. So I really want it to hit that. I mean, you know, people were saying this has like some prisoners vibes to it. A hundred percent. If it's anything like that, I, I'm sold. OK, um, the next thing we have here is uh, some good news. So, I don't know if uh, this is something we haven't talked about because they haven't been doing it since we've been doing this, at least not that I'm aware of, or at least John Krasinski hasn't been doing it. But at the beginning of the pandemic, John Krasinski, uh, Jim from The Office, uh, started doing some good news, which was like a you know, like a 20-minute YouTube show. And he would just talk about good news because everyone was so preoccupied mm-hmm. with bad news, as we always are because that's what people gravitate to and he did about eight episodes then it got bought by cbs i think and from what i know they haven't been doing it maybe they have but if jim's not in it that's probably why i haven't seen it well john krasinski came back did a special episode with the rock justin timberlake hopped in george clooney hopped in and it's you know it's everything you ever wanted out of a some good news special yeah, I mean, I give me more good news. You know, it's I mean, because you just watch it with a like a smile. You know, like you're the yeah. whole time you're just cheesing. Yeah, because oh, you're yeah. like, oh, this is great, and it's John Krasinski. Like he's a likable 
dude. You know, 100%. And then they hit me with The Rock, who I absolutely love, you know, and uh, okay. you know, the whole story of how he helps out that man um, that in the a, segment. So and So great. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that guy was at a loss of words. I feel like if, you know, I'm in a Zoom call or, or some, like a Google Meet and The Rock shows up, I'll just uncontrollably cry for like yeah. the whole duration of it. You yep. know, like, I would just be 100%. a mess. Not, I'm talking about like ugly snot crying you know like have you seen that ugly snot cry you're like hyperventilating oh i mean just oh is it like just in general like sure yeah i've seen in yeah, general yeah i feel like viola davis did in fences <laughs> there was a heavy snot in that yeah, one. Dude, was yeah. intense, bro. I, I i would look like viola davis in okay fences, for sure you know, if the rock just showed up you know like, for sure. i would trip out um but it's, I mean, it's, man, it's beautiful, dude. It's, it's, and it's so nice to see him. It was unexpected. I don't think, right? He, yeah. I mean, said, hey, guys, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't aware that it was, you know, like coming out. I know, I think I saw the rock post on his Instagram. They're like, oh, Dwayne Claus is coming. And, but, he, you know, he posted that like a thousand times about other things. So I didn't realize it was like for a YouTube video. So, like, you know, the first clip they showed, like some kid goes in to get, you know, shave his head for cancer treatment. And everyone in the room end, ends up shaving their head. Like, how can you not yeah. have a tear in your eye? Like, w- like what? You know, it's crazy. And the the freaking ten ten thousand dollar McDonald's paid for run. <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, Popeyes or whatever. But who's the asshole? <laughs> Bro, who is? The- <laughs> who is? How like, do you hey, just do you stop pay that? For the one behind you, it was like a, it was probably like a cross country <laughs> team or something. <laughs> like there was like eight people back there. She's like, you said it's gonna be like a hundred. Hell no, I'm not paying for that. No, 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 no. no, no. What? I just came here for a for a for a soft server. <laughs> I came here for an apple pie. What yeah. the heck? <laughs> he said nine hundred cars are done. I don't give a damn how many cars. Give me my food. <laughs> Man. I can yeah, but whoever whoever stopped that chain, because you know they're telling people there's no way like they're like, hey, we've had this, we've had it going on for days now. Like, you know, because it went on multiple days where people were paying it for it. So but how funny that someone's yeah. like, no, nah, I don't give a damn. <laughs> what if, like, man, payment must have been intense, huh? Yeah. Like a bunch of weird payment issues and stuff. <laughs> Your car you gets know, declined. You like, freaking, it's like, yeah, car gets declined. You're over here trying to figure it out. I don't know. That's yeah. a trip. That's crazy. Yeah. I want to be part of that, though. That I might cool. just start one. My, I might just start one. There you go. Would you back me up if I just, like, you just drive right behind me? And we'll Depends on the people order. I don't know. <laughs> I might be the one that ends the chain. I'd be like nine hundred car. That's a lot, bro. That's still a good story. I'm not gonna pay for their stuff. Like that's still You're that's like I'm at a Taco story. Bell. Like there's yeah. no way in heck there's that much to spend at Taco Bell. Oh, like, bro, you heck? can do it. They get no. They get kind of bougie with some. I mean, they have their deal boxes, but they get you know some of their signature items, bro. They're getting brand new about it. So you never know what people <laughs> it's are like ordering. five six bucks. Yeah, it's like bro. I just I know that everything that. Everything where it's like, oh, veggie save or like black bean special. It's always like expensive for me. <laughs> yeah. It's all and I'm bad. like, bro, come on. Just bring back the potatoes. Yeah. Bring back the <laughs> potatoes. That's all I want. Yeah. Sharp but no, it was good. I, I uh, cried when uh, when they were showing all the kids and stuff. And it's like, you are so beautiful. Oh, yeah. 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 To, and I was like, oh, what's going on here? This is pretty. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, I need a kid right now, bro. Like, we're, I need a kid right now. <laughs> I, dude, I looked for my fun. uncle's dog. Yeah. And I was trying, and he bit me. I was like, this is why no one loves you, man. Like, you just killed a good moment. Like, I was over here trying, <laughs> trying to do something nice for the world. And you freaking man. bit my shoe. Like, how dare you? Good stuff. I mean, I let's get some more good news. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's it. Like, you know, like, hey, this I, is. 
really, it's, it's a good moment to just say there's good news all over the internet all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's not usually what's being pumped out to us, but it's also not what we usually interact with. So if you want good news, just look for it because it's always there. Mm-hmm. It's always there. But y'all mm-hmm. like some negative shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like the drama. Yeah, Give me more drama. Fighting. I want to see a little good meme. Well, that's it. You know, I, I like world star hip hop. <laughs> I want to see. There you go. People go. Like, I don't want to see people paying for each other's meals. I want people stealing each other's meals or socking each that's, other. Hey, right? that's in, in line. You know. There you go. I want to see Tom Cruise yell at someone for not wearing their mask. Well, that's. I mean, that should have been on there too. To be honest, that was. I felt like that was good news. But um, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, and next year we have the uh, some you know the recurring segment about you know how Warner Brothers uh, shit the bed uh, with them and everyone else. But at least we get to watch movies on HBO Max. Wonder Woman comes out on Christmas Day, which is going to be a big testament for you know the success of this whole thing they're doing. If Wonder Woman does well, they'll at least have one middle finger they could throw to everyone. But it's not going to be much because, you know, the other movies aren't going to do what Wonder Woman does regardless. There's talk of Dune possibly being pushed out of 2021, which makes sense because everyone, the director's pissed off. The, you know, the production company's pissed off. But I'm thinking about, they. so they were like, our whole 2021 slate being released on HBO Max. And then HBO Max was like, boom, 40% off, pay for the whole year at once. So a bunch of people probably signed up for that. Like, let me get a year at HBO Max, you know, come up. And now they're like, yeah, we're yeah. going to push the movies out of 2021. It's like, ooh, that wasn't part of the deal, Warner Brothers. So mm-hmm. that's crazy. I didn't know that. What a roller coaster, man, for uh, Denny, for a guy, Denny Villanueva. Uh, yeah, Denny. Oh, Denny bro, I, I watched a YouTube video of how to say his name. Denny Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who are you, freaking Robin Malik? Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> it's like, you just, yeah, you kind of, it's Denny. And then like, the S is silent. And then the rest of it, because I'm like Villanueva, you know? But it's Villanueva. Yeah. And that's it. You just kind of mumble the last <laughs> letters together, bro. That's that's what they said. <laughs> was it like a YouTube video of like some guy like us just explaining it? Or like it yes. was an actual, Well, it, it was definitely, I mean, a guy seen. like, in the sense that it was another human being, 100%. It was a guy like us just up there saying <laughs> how to say it. Yeah. He was like, this is a whatever French something name. Is that you say it? I was like, great. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my YouTube channel. Um, so it goes like this. Denny. <laughs> yeah. And then he just started like stuttering and then banged his head against the keyboard and started running away. It was crazy. Uh, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> It was a 15 second long video. <laughs> You're like, it's only got like 7,000 views too. You're like, yeah, so, <laughs> it needs more. Yeah. People need to know. <laughs> people need to know. <laughs> Uh, you know, crazy. and then on top of this, the CEO of Sony uh, has reached out and said that they've actually got an increase of directors, specifically because of the Warner Brothers news that have reached out wanting to work with Sony Studios because Sony, Sony doesn't have a streaming service. They don't have anyone that they're affiliated to. So Sony's Ooh. like, well, we still like theaters. So now all the directors want to go work for Sony because they're the least evolved production company. I'm just like stars, bro. Like stars got to call them up. Like, oh hey, yeah, hey Sony and stars, happen. Sony and stars, Outlander. Let's make this happen. Sony's Outlander. I can see that. <laughs> I like it. Black cells. That's that's crazy, huh? Like a, an increase of directors. 
wanting to work with the studio. Well, yeah. I mean, if you piss everyone off, it's what's going to happen. You know, there's always people, people are talking about making movies left and right, you know, even still. And so anything they were, they were shopping by Warner Brothers. They're like, it's a little too volatile for me right now. You know, if they're going to treat their imagine, creatives like that, you know, I just imagine like all these directors just in the parking lot. Just, like, hey. <laughs> just everyone talking after they go to their director <laughs> dinner. What's up, man? Can you believe these <laughs> bastards? I know. Right? Isn't it crazy? It, ain't it crazy? This is one wild, movie out. The way they treat us. Can you believe it? They, hey, man, I was on the phone with Danny. This man, <laughs> wild now. Yeah. Hey, this ain't dude going to be pushed out of 2021. You believe that? <laughs> you believe that? Man, Danny, get your ass over here, bro. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> Why, Danny? How you say your last name, man? How you say your last name, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who are you, Robin Malik? Get out of here, man. <laughs> So, uh, so let's hop in right here to our first of three reviews. Uh, we got Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. This is a Netflix movie. Came out a couple days ago. Um, it is Rotten Tomatoes critic score a 99%. So super high with the critics. Audience score 81%. So the stars, if you don't know, are Viola Davis, Chadwick Boseman, and my guy Coleman Domingo. Eight. And it's directed by George C. Wolfe. Synopsis is uh, Chicago, 1927, a recording session. Tensions rise between Ma Rainey, her ambitious horn player, and the white management determined to control the uncontrollable Mother of the Blues, based on the Pulitzer Prize winner August Wilson's play. Madman Moan, give us your Ma Rainey thoughts. Ma Rainey thoughts. Uh, first of all, I did not know this was based on a real person. Yeah. I know it's based on the play. Yeah. But I had no idea Ma Rainey existed. Okay. Okay. And she's like the mother of like blues, pretty much. That's what that's what they say. I didn't know that. <laughs> I felt so bad. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I don't feel I would say I you know, not only did I not know she was the mother of blues, I don't know the father of blues, the son of blues, any of their cousins. <laughs> I don't know anyone in the family tree, to be honest, bro. I don't know anything about the blues. So I'm glad only blues I know. <laughs> Yeah, only <laughs> blues I know is the Blues Brothers. Those guys were a joke. White guys. <laughs> but but they're my guy. I know, bro. It's all but that's you know, it's kinda how this movie's about. You yeah. know, it's about people being taken advantage of people. Unfortunately, in this yeah. situation it's black people, you know, being taken advantage of by white people. Yeah. Know? Well and, and, and so specifically too, I, I mean, you know, it is literally white people that are owning these, you know, companies but you know the the musicians in the 1920s specifically these blues musicians uh were you know i mean super taken advantage of probably you know i mean people you know the recording industry is one that there's literally still complaints about today i mean kanye west went on a twitter storm not a month ago you know about this topic but at this time it was probably more malicious than ever the way they were treated Man, so the whole time i'm like because this is ma rainey like towards the end of her career pretty much yeah yeah and um and so, you, you know, the whole time you're like, dang, this is, this is stressful, you know, but Ma Rainey, you don't want to mess with her. Like, you know, Viola Davis, Ma Rainey is a powerful human being, yeah, you know, hundred percent. and, and like shout out to the costume department because they really, you know, made her look a certain type of way. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I will say this, her cleavage, her freaking cleavage was distracting. Oh yeah. Cause I'm like, I just, I, I just remember, <laughs> yeah, I just remember Viola Davis as like, like I've never seen her like that, you know. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, oh man, this is kind of uncomfortable for me, you know. But 
you know, and, and, and then I'm reading like, oh, they kind of built this suit for her. Like, yeah. her, 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 her power was pretty much in her voice and just her persona. Like, she walked into the room, you yeah. knew she meant business, you know? Yeah. And, um, her, like, and while they're recording this song, mm. it's a hot day, you know, yeah. it's super hot. Oh, yeah. And it's, and so you get the feeling, you know, people are taking off their coats. Ma Rainey's makeup is like, freaking dripping you know it's, uh, it's not great. and she's like you're not gonna see a youtube video on she's it anytime de- soon <laughs> yeah she's like demanding to drink a coke you know and yeah. she handles that coke and yeah. you're like man like you know because at that scene alone i've been drinking coke all week because i'm like bro it looked <laughs> really inspired. good and, I, and i'm talking like, about those yeah. bro and i'm talking about those nice like gold like no, not gold <laughs> those nice cold yeah. uh glass yeah. coke bottles you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying yeah um yeah. Shout out to the costume department. Everyone looked the part. It, it didn't feel forced. You know, sometimes it looks a little bit too fake. But I'm telling you, the way Valo Davis just handled this this character, uh, it was so d- good. And Chadwick Boseman, too, man. Like, what a performance. I, I didn't want to like this movie because it was, like, his last movie, you know? I, I don't like that. You know, <laughs> okay. I don't like, like, oh, it's his last movie. You have to like it, you know? Oh, so okay. Like, yeah, no, that makes I'm sense. Gonna, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah yeah, I'm gonna see what's what's going on here, you know. And um, in the beginning, I I did feel like oh, this movie, like his character is a little bit too kind of like campy, like a little bit too jokey, you know. And then he hits us with this monologue, and I'm like, no, this was this is intended, you know, for sure, because he is an ambitious horn player, like you yeah. know, he does have a lot of dreams, he does have a lot of aspirations, and then he gets real with you real quick. I'll say it was the first time I feel like I've seen Violet Davis. Well, when I think about Violet Davis, I think of like The Help. I think mm-hmm. of Fences. And then mm-hmm. the, the most recent movie I saw her in was like Widows, where she's like gets cheated on by Liam Neeson. Spoilers. So, I, you See, know, it, seen, if you would have watched Suicide Squad. Well, I've seen, oh, yeah, I've seen Suicide Squad, but I just try to block it out of my memory because I don't hate myself. <laughs> and then so, but there's. <laughs> and then if Fences and Widows, but you know, like Fences. You know, which is actually uh, another August Wilson play, uh, is she's, like, getting cheated on by Denzel, and he's got a whole another life going on, and it, she's and, and she's so good in that movie because she's still, like, the strongest character, you know? And she's, she's acting opposite Denzel, who's a powerhouse actor, but she still is, like, the strongest character because although, like, the world's, like, just crashing down on her, she's still able to stand up and do her thing and take care of her yeah. business and, and it's so yeah. it's so intense to watch it's almost hard to watch it was so nice to see viola davis be that strong of a character but like mm-hmm. be the one in control you know be not being taken advantage of not you know no one's cheating no one's cheating ma rainey i'll tell you that much and so yeah. it was cool to see viola davis play that strong character but just you know just to be a badass with it you know and not be not that I she's mean, not she a badass in, in these other movies but just in a very yeah. different way yeah, I mean, I, you know, my favorite role of hers was for sure in Fences and the whole time, you know, and it's bad thinking like this, but you're like, oh, yeah, like, I'm just going to get Fences by Lil Davis, you know? Yeah. And, but I, but I didn't, you know, but. Well, I mean, um, you know, there's when when it's the same writer of the play and stuff too, you know, that wrote this one, you, you kind of think maybe, you know, maybe. I, I didn't know that until you told me. And then, so I, it made me feel oh, better. So I'm like, bro, I, I'm like, I see some of these lines, like. They yeah. say pot to piss and they say that in fences, yeah, yeah. you know. Then they're talking about the devil. I was like, this is like they have a whole dialogue about the devil, you yeah. know. I, I would like, also is- say that there's probably, you know, this, it's when we talk about fences, there's something you guys have to understand as a listener that the madman has probably seen fences 
I would maybe like the top 50 people in the universe. Like, like as far as like how many times they've seen the movie. It is a little out of control. Yeah. I mean, how many times I've seen it. And, and it's not, it's not a bad thing, but I just can't imagine that there's people that have like, I can't imagine 49 other people or 50 other people that have watched it more than you have. I just don't think. Uh, been. I think people haven't shared it to their friends like I have because I kind of <laughs> definitely pitch it as a feel good movie. <laughs> it's definitely not a feel good movie. I mean, it can be if you if you make <laughs> it just depends on your perspective. You know, it's I not carry the DVD. For, yeah, any of the characters, I guess. But yeah, yeah. everyone I show it to, they turn to me. They're like, "Why are we watching this, man? This is bombing me out." <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's all good, brother. It's real life. It's gonna be great. Yeah, you know, uh, you gotta take your quicker with your straights, man. It's all there good. You go. you're like, strike there one. You, you better not strike out. You know, like it's 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 a get, uh, let me borrow ten dollars. Like, get the boy ten dollars. The boy, the boy's young. Um, and so I ain't got no extra money. I think I really, and I don't know if there's any way we can find out. You know, how many people have watched Fences so many times? So so when you see similarities in Fences. There's other people mm-hmm. that might not see those similarities, but you've watched Fences a lot. So there's also mm-hmm. that aspect. But I mean, I mean, I saw the devil conversation and immediately, like, I, I started watching the movie first. I filmed that part of it where they're talking about meeting the devil. I send it to you and you're like, oh shit, I got to watch this right now. Like, so, yeah, you know, I did. Yeah, I, mean, I, I moved my stuff and I watched it and I was very happy. Yeah. I was very impressed. And then, but I mean, you know, just like Fences, it's a play. And so there's not a lot of, movement in terms of like locations it's really yeah. just like two spots you know throughout the whole movie yeah which i think is great because great. You, you you're really just cap captivated by their performances you know yeah and uh my boy domingo you know your boy you know, yeah my, I'm, uh, I'm a big domingo fan coleman, coleman domingo is a guy whose name i didn't mm-hmm. even know until a couple weeks ago i mean although yeah. i would recognize him he he's Bro, he's I, so great in this and, i and just i didn't even know it was him yeah i didn't know it was yeah. him I was so like just into this this performance. I thought this was just some dude, some cat yeah. that they found. You know, like plot twist. It's Coleman Domingo. Coleman Domingo yeah. hitting us with that and a one, a two. A you know what to you do. You know what then, to do. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a vibe, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was tight. Yeah, and, and I thought the duality too between this, you know, where I really liked the way he um, acted in Euphoria, and they kind of had that bottle episode where they're all in the diner, and then there's this mm-hmm. where they're all just at a recording studio, and that's pretty much the whole movie. And I just loved it. You know, it just goes to show you don't need you don't need everything. I mean, locations aren't a bad thing in movies. You know, like go go places, do things. You know, have fun, do whatever. But you know, this movie's an hour and a half long. I I mean, I bet if if someone were to ask me how long this movie was going to be and they told me the synopsis, you know, like an old singer, this and that, like, you know, it, I I would assume this is a two hour plus movie, two hour, 15 minutes, maybe. The yeah. fact that this movie's an hour and a half, I'm here for it. Give me a short movie. Like, I, I enjoyed that. Um, And like you said, I mean, I haven't talked about Chadwick Boseman yet. Holy shit. I mean, this guy was. Yeah. This was such a great performance. I, I I have seen some back and forth about you know how people feel about it. He was everything. He his character arced so much in in a weird way. Like he showed so much emotion, so much range. He was truly yeah. just like a a lost soul, and mm-hmm. you saw it from every aspect. You know, it was such mm-hmm. an interesting role, and I feel like he acted the hell out of it. Like. He did. It was really, it was, and I and I hate to say it, the same way you were like, I didn't want to like this movie only because I felt like I had to. 
It's like mm-hmm. you don't want to watch it and be like, Chadwick Boseman killed it. Can't believe he's gone. But you watch the movie and you're like, he killed it. Like I, it's and it's so sad because he's gone. Like you know, you don't and you don't want to fall into those weird stereotypes. But I mean, it's he killed it and it was so good. It's interesting to see him as an actor because towards the end of his career, you know, unfortunately, you know, because he passed away. So he was really selective kind of with his last movies, like his yeah. last films. He was pretty selective about it because uh, this and um, the uh, the uh, Five Bloods. Yeah. And uh, I think there was this other film that he had done, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. I think I, I'm leaving my mark here. Yeah. It's like my swan song. Yeah. And um uh, and but he did great. Like he did such a good job, like yeah. at it, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, it is a bummer, you know, because you just never know, you know. Um, but so I he just really poured his heart into this role. And and, and I'm and I'm telling mm-hmm. you, like, you know, I thought it was I, I thought his role was gonna go one way. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like but then I, yeah. I was like freaking whoa, like, oh, okay, like, oh, all right, I get this, I get this, you know. And all this symbolism too. Yeah. So much symbolism in the movie, oh, especially with his character. You know, he shares a story about his dad. The next thing you know, like in the movie, you know, you know, he he kind of, you know, falls in line with kind of you know something with his dad, like like or or he keeps trying to open this door, yeah. he can't, you know. And then you know, there's just so many his shoes, man. Those yeah. those are some baller shoes. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, I'm I'm like, it was eleven bucks for the shoes he got, you yeah. know. I'm like I'm over here looking at my shoes. I'm like, dude, like what? I spent a hundred for these. Yeah. Like, what, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Well, you can pay um, more than twenty five bucks. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was super good, super great. Even the smaller characters, my guy to- Toledo. Yeah. I I loved him. Even the stuttering uh, nephew of Marini. I loved <laughs> yeah. him too. Yeah, he's, he's doing his thing. <laughs> like, man. He's doing his thing. <laughs> Yeah, but Man, I mean, Chadwick overall, Boseman great in on that poor kid when he was like, he, <laughs> he, like he ain't gonna be able to do it. He cannot say what a word. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to see you fix that. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after he, yeah, he like just stutters up. Such a good movie, man. Such yeah. a great f- film. So, good. Uh, in terms of rating, like, what what do you want to use to rate this? Because we could go so many ways here. I mean, we could go, you know, we could say Cokes, uh, we could say um, vinyls, you know, just like pressings, <laughs> however many, you know, they, went they, through they a lot of them. that kid stuttering throughout the intro. Yeah. Um, we could go. I, I love that you said Cokes first, because I was like. Okay, was you want to do Cokes? Cokes? All right, Cokes it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm telling you, I've been knocking down these Cokes. <laughs> For sure. They're delicious. Yeah. yeah. All right, so. so the way she handles it, it's so powerful. I'm like, dang, like. She drinks, like, yeah. I mean, if there's, you know, a Coca-Cola, scrap the polar bear ads for the winter. Just have Ma Rainey there just necking one of your Cokes. Bro, she killed it. Uh, all right. So, so Coke, what, what are you, uh, what are you throwing up? What are you giving this movie? It's got a high score from the critics, a 99. So what are you thinking here? I'm going to give it an 89. 89 Cokes. Okay. 89 Cokes out of 100. 89 Cokes out of 100. Perfect. Yeah, I think the right. highest one I've given was 95 out of Sound of Metal. Yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah. I think I'm going with a uh, 86 Cokes out of 100. Just right yeah, there. Dude, what? I called it in my head. <laughs> I'm like, he's going to say 86. Yeah. Because, and I think, I don't know if the audience scores messes us up, but I saw 81. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, 86 seems like it's a good one. 
See, and, I don't know. If, I was like, I don't know if it is or not. But what, like, all I know is when I'm saying it right now, it feels real. So, uh, I I don't know if I'm letting you know if I'm doing like this, like you know, math in my head, like you know, Rain Man or something. I'm eighty six, you know, figuring it all out. But <laughs> it, but it, it feels genuine to me when I'm saying it because I do like um I I, so I loved everything about this movie while it was happening. For the most part, uh, I mean, Viola Davis isn't even really in like the first like 15, 20 minutes of the movie. It's just the uh, band rehearsing and their conversation. Like I was literally sitting there with a smile on my face and and Mm -hmm. watching it like this is this is just great. I just love every I just I just love I felt like I was there and I was enjoying their conversation. I was enjoying like there's almost a bounce to it in a way. And it was it was very it just it was so entertaining to watch and to see Chadwick Boseman. Man, this guy's like acting. He's acting. I just, I loved it. Uh, I would say that some of the stuff, as you get to the end, didn't land with me as well. Like some of the stuff that happened towards the end, I, I, I didn't. Um, I, I felt like maybe I didn't really see a need for it. There's debate for that. That kind of took my score down a little bit. I guess the ending, but um, mm-hmm. the process, just the way they got there, even and stuff that happened after the ending, I still, I still enjoyed. So I, I would say, I mean, heavy recommendation for sure. Uh, this will be in my top yeah. ten. I have a feeling, and it's uh, it's very very good. It's so good. And again, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, man, for your performance, and and just your life, you know, and and yeah. and you know, I, I want to give you that Wakanda salute. You can't see me. But, <laughs> just give him that, that little shoulder I'm, shrug. I'm, yeah, kind of looks like I'm giving myself CPR here. Yeah, there you go. Before, <laughs> there you go. Kind of forever man. <laughs> before my uncle barges yeah. in. Like, <laughs> like you're okay. He's got COVID. Live. He's still got COVID. Oh no! Hey, I'm I'm negative, bro. I am negative. <laughs> there you go. Your boy is COVID negative now. We should so, open the show. Where's that. the party's at? No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stay inside. Put my mask on. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and next we got. Wonder Woman 84. What I actually really liked about this movie was not just the day of Christmas, but the couple days after, is that everyone in like group chats were actually talking about this movie. So it felt like, even though it wasn't in theaters, it was like an event films were back, which I did enjoy that. That and Soul both had that vibe of like, it seems like everyone I know saw it already. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. This movie fell for me like, I, I would have loved to have seen in the theaters. I would have loved it. And uh, it was fun that I still got that same effect because of that. You know, I felt like people were just coming out of movie theaters at different times saying like, wow, what a movie. And someone's like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going in for the 7 PM showtime. First 30 minutes. I was like, oh, this like, you know, I I, I like legit looked around and I was like, oh, we, we got ourselves a good old popcorn movie fun. Yeah. Um, and then that's all that really lasted. Yeah. Because <laughs> after that, it just went to shit. No, you know, it's funny. It's, I mean, I would almost say that I think I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters because I felt less, like, upset. But we're, we'll get to our ratings in a minute here. Uh, real quick, <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes score is 65% critics. They had an embargo on it. Embargoes are never good. You never hear about an embargo, and then it comes out as 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Audience score, a little bit nicer, 73%. Writer director is Patty Jenkins, um, who well did the first one as well, and then pretty much before that only did Monster, which is actually a great movie, and uh, stars Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, who's terrifying, Wig, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Pedro Pascal, who uh, if I mean you know if you guys don't know who's in this movie, you know I mean well, welcome to the movie business. Uh, 
But yeah, you know, uh, you go go ahead and give us your thoughts there. You, you know, you're talking about the first 30 minutes were solid. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, and, and that's all it was. Like, I I like bought into it. It was yeah, it was a little campy. Yeah, it was a little like jokey. You know, it, it said in the 80s, but yeah. for me, it was fun visually. You know, just like I like I love the 80s, and it, it it wasn't like Stranger Things 80s where it just completely like took over like the whole feel of it. Um. It, I, I feel like it tried, but it was just too long. I, it was just way, way, way too long um, for this movie to to have been. You know, if it was an hour and a half, it would have been great. You know, it was it was forty five minutes longer than it needed to be. Um, oh, yeah. And 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 so so that's where it's kind of like I I, I kind of lost interest because in the beginning, I'm telling you, yeah, it, it's like eighties, it's like fun. But I mean, my 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 biggest thing that I loved. Kristen Wiig uh, and uh, Pedro Pascal's characters. Um, Kristen Wiig was great. You know, like I, I, I just love her. I feel like I got that vintage, uh, you know, SNL comedy Kristen Wiig, and then her character like was not getting love at all in this movie, and then got a little bit of love, and then out of nowhere, just you know, kind of went to shit because you know, she, like vanity took over her. She wanted to be cool and sexy, and you know, I, I feel like it, it it didn't do it justice. It was just kind of mm. a, a, a a whatever subpar villain. I want I don't want to call her a villain because it really wasn't. And then Pedro Pascal's character, you know, Pedro Pascal, he's a Mando, you know, Mandalorian. And you're like, wow, this guy is in a big budget movie. Now he's gonna, you know, he's going to kill it. He's going to get the the shine. Um, and his, his character is based on like Gordon uh, Gecko from, um, uh, wall street. Right. And, oh. and so I'm like, okay, cool. I, I'm going to see this like kind of asshole, like eighties, you know, rich man and then it, it, it was just whack <laughs> like, yeah like he, he he you know because there's a stone there's a stone that you know um that's what kissing wigs characters you know involved you know because she's trying to figure out what the stone is and uh you know pedro pascal's character he knows you know i think his name is maxwell lord right yes which is a, a villain name <laughs> like, uh, what a yeah. Like you know, that guy was born to be a villain, and the stone grants wishes, and then he's pretty much like, "I want to be the stone," and he's over here just comically just answering everyone's wishes, which I was like, "This is yeah. the movie, like this is the, yeah. this is the villain," you know. And yeah. you know, Wonder Woman, I I didn't even want to root for her, not because like I don't want to root for the good guy. It was just kind of like you're really just going against this, you know, cheetah girl that had a lot of love, um, and or wants a lot of love. And then you're going against this guy that's just granting wishes that, you know, you know, God bless. He loves his stepson because, or his son, because that's, that, that ends everything. Yeah. Well, and, and then I was like, well, no, that's the movie. <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, we're talking, you know, we're going through the performances here. Uh, Gal Gadot is, is mesmerizing. You know, I mean, she's, she's just, it's impossible to take your eyes off her when she's on the screen. That being said, her character was kind of boring, you know? And so, you know, yep. I, before I even talk too much about it, let me just say this movie's not for me. You know, I, I'm not a huge comic book movie person. So if, if this is your thing, you know, don't get too caught up in what I'm saying because it's, I just want to be clear. It's not really mine. So there may be things I say that are like blasphemous to you. I, I don't intend to upset anyone, you know? Uh, but her character was boring. She seemed really like one note. And, and so did Chris Pine in the movie. Who was like playing himself, but not really himself because he's dead, and it, it was just a whole weird thing. Besides the parts where they're literally laying on top of each other, I felt like they had zero chemistry. They were like the most boring people to watch on the screen. 
you know, transitioned to Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal. Now, I hadn't heard much about Kristen Wiig. She ended up probably being one of the best parts of the movie. But Pedro Pascal, I'd heard a lot of things like, oh, he's carrying this movie. You know, his back hurts from carrying Wonder Woman. I thought he was, like, goofy, bro. Like, and then so there's a part of me that's like, okay, maybe it's like a comic book thing. Like, it's supposed to, you know, there's like a certain, or it's this 80s. It's the 80s. It's comic book. You know, maybe it's supposed to be a little campy, a little this, a little that. But it, it doesn't. It doesn't make for a great. I, I just it just didn't make for a good viewing experience. And, and the mall scene, for instance, is kind of how they open the movie after they leave the Wonder Woman land, whatever. Um, and <laughs> I know. And it's like when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, this is you know, like okay, I get it." Like, so is it just if you're making a movie during the eighties, it can it doesn't have to be like good. It's like any anything that plays to that nostalgia. Like, has to be stupid, too. Like, I feel like it could be both. And so the mall scene, it just kind of played dumb to me. Uh, the whole But movie. I thought that was, like, oh. see, for me, I was, like, it's it was supposed to be dumb. Like, it, it, and it was supposed to be kind of funny and cool. Well, there you go. And so, so I thought it was, like, at least yeah, like, it was, like, it. it was, like, the joke. Yeah, I know, right? And it, but, <laughs> but then it's just, like, so I was, like, oh, they're crazy. They're, they're, they're going to set it up for, like, you know you know super cool wonder woman movie the, like the coolest part of the whole movie was her flying and that freaking score hits i don't know you know i'm talking about um they use it in every movie it's sunshine i think it's in, also in kick-ass it's mm. you know and it, it really has nothing to do with the movie other than her just kind of flying well and, and then, that's the other thing know. too and i and i guess people made the same comparison to like superman about like him flying mm-hmm. and then like doing weird things to like fly faster <laughs> it just her in the clouds it was just like okay i could i could have sworn there was like 5 minutes straight of her just flying through the clouds and i was so excited because she used her like little um, miracle whip or her truth truth whip whatever it's called yeah to like <laughs> miracle whip she like, she like she was in the sky and she threw it out and she almost used it as like a propeller to like propel herself and i was like that's dope see there's a reason that she's going fast she propels herself mm-hmm. take that spider-man but then as she's going she starts putting her hands in the the flying movement, and I was like, "God damn it!" Like you know, you just can't. Whatever, it is cool, but it just also looks so CGI at that point too. It's like, how can you get lost in this moment when it's clearly just an actor in front of a green screen? And maybe these are only things that upset me, but I don't know. I, I the movie's two and a half hours long. We we're talking about Ma Rainey's Black Bottom before, like it's an hour and thirty minutes. What, what, it's, it's just. I mean, they're totally different movies, but something. Yeah, yeah. but it's like, yeah, just just kind of. Switch those run times. Oh man, see that'd be great. And you know, I know the studio wanted to cut. I guess the studio wanted to cut either like the one of the two opening scenes, either the mall scene or the Amazon scene. And I, yeah, I feel like they would have cut that mall scene. It would have been a little bit better, a little bit because it kind of. I mean, well, it was. I think it it would have played. I think it would have played. Yeah, no, it would have played if like, okay, cool. This is like Wonder Woman being Wonder Woman, you know, because you know she's a superhero, bro. A superhero in the eighties, I'd be tripping out, you know. And so I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> this is like, you know, like like what is she doing? She's solving crime in malls because in the eighties, malls are just popping. You know, I was like, okay, yeah. this makes sense. I don't know. I I, I really don't. I, I don't take pleasure in saying how much I didn't like it, but man, it just felt kind of dumb and. uh and then Pedro yeah. Pascal's character specifically was just so like over Max the Lord, top, like and, it was just idiot, just kinda, yeah. And and he took so much screen time 
that you know and like his nose was just bleeding for some reason like i mean yeah. I, you know they didn't <laughs> i know that's what i'm he, saying like, his, like he didn't look bleeding it was he man? didn't look powerful like he didn't look strong like yeah. it's just like like you know if he's inspired from gordon gecko you know gordon gecko michael douglas's character like that guy was like strong powerful and he didn't have any superpowers you, know? yeah. you, you walked in you're like this guy is money right here this guy is chilling Pedro Paso's character is like a joke. You know, he was like in commercials, just like saying like the fakest stuff ever. Yeah, and, like, and, and so the, and so Pedro <laughs> character is like, you could like anything you want is achievable, you know? And so they could just played off that whole joke. It was like, what if we make that guy into yeah. a villain? And they yeah. did. And it sucked. Cause it's like, he's answering all yeah. these wishes. And he's like, yes, yes, more, more. <laughs> and people are like, I wish you dropped dead. And the homegirl just dies. I was like, damn, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just went dark. <laughs> And then, like, uh, this ain't a villain. This sucks, bro. Like, no. this is more of a bad comedy skit than, like, is this really the villain? You know, Thanos is laughing for sure. He's like, ha, you know, like, <laughs> oh, DC, you guys just cannot figure out villains. You know, have you seen the movie Truth or Dare? Truth or Dare. It was like a PG 13 horror movie that came out a couple years ago. I think so. Maybe. Oh, okay, well, either way, I'm about to spoil the movie. So, essentially, this movie is it's Truth or Dare. Um, and like there's consequences, right? Oh yeah. If you uh, if you don't do the dare, you die. Like yeah. you have to do it. So you know, no matter what <laughs> it is. So people, you know, their lives are falling apart. This and that. But like as you, I don't remember exactly how it works. But essentially, the more people you involve in the game, like you get your dare like pushed off. You know, so it's almost like a pyramid scheme of like dares. And so you know, <laughs> you dare someone, they dare someone, and you're like three times removed from like ever having to actually deal with the dare. So at the end of the movie, she just makes a YouTube video and it goes viral and she's like, truth or dare. And then, so then all, so whoever watches this, you know, it's got millions of views on YouTube. She's good for life. That's like, I feel like how the movie ended, you know, he's like going on TV. He's like, tell me your wishes. And that's okay. The whole movie, you have to touch this thing. (laughs) And then the guy, and then the president's like, it touches millions of lives. And he's like, did you say touch? Well, you know, it's like a figure of speech, you know, it's not, you know, it's not literally touching people, but they, you know, see it and he's like, ah, that works. You know, I'm like, since when, bro? Since when? You know, now it's like, so it just, <laughs> it's just dumb. So I don't even want to, you know, like, okay, what, what are we rating this movie by? <laughs> by, I, I don't know, man. Right. Stones, cheetah print, cheetah. Uh, heels. Uh, <laughs> cheetah print. Oh, yeah. I was like, what a nice nod. She's like, oh, nice heels, you know, che- cheetah print. Boom. Homegirl turns into a cheetah. <laughs> I was like, all right. So dumb. Okay. No. Um, I okay, so we'll do uh yeah, we'll do, <laughs> just do wishing stones. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with a solid fifty three wishing stones for me. Damn. Out of a hundred. Yeah. I mean I mean come on. It's Mank was fifty. There's a lot of money behind this thing, you know? I think I I mean I I I I'll give it a seventy two. I enjoyed it. Oof. Seventy two. Okay. All right, yeah. No, yeah. I mean I, I mean I enjoyed it. I think for me it's up there with like uh, Operation Christmas Drop, you know, like yeah. it's just one of, like I, I, I just like the spirit of the movie. You know, I, it was definitely too long. That that scene where she's flying and 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 so this the the track's name is uh, Adagio in D minor. I probably butchered that, mm-hmm. but that song they use it everywhere. And for me, I was just like, this doesn't belong in here, but yeah. I'm happy it's in there. You know, I'm I'm happy that they showed that. You know, and played that song. I'm done. And also Kristen Wiig, man, I I loved Kristen Wiig. I was like, bro, can someone just yeah. like love her in the beginning? I was like, what the hell, everyone's being so mean to her. Yeah, she you wasn't know? getting much. Yeah, dude. And then and then you know, she, and then she did. And then like it was, it got weird, but. 
All right. Um, okay. So now we're uh, dropping into Soul, which also dropped on Christmas. Another former theatrical release. Uh, we got a critic score on this one of 97%, which is super high, and an audience score of 90%. Um, it's directed by Peter Doctor, who uh, is someone you probably don't know, but he's pretty much been involved in every single Pixar movie, either as a writer or director, uh, since Toy Story. So he's been around for a while. And the cast we got here is uh, Jamie Foxx as Joe. We got Tina Fey, um, Graham Norton, Donnell Rollins hopped in there, Questlove, Angela Bassett, David Diggs. You know, we got we got a bunch of people. Um, really, it's really just Tina Fey and Jamie Foxx for most of the movie, though. So, Madman, what are your thoughts on uh, Soul? Soul is in contention to be my best favorite movie of the year, dude. Okay. Soul is so freaking good, dude. Nice, nice. So freaking good. I freaking loved everything from it. Yeah. How much did you cry? Um. Well, so I, I didn't cry at all, but I, it was very, very good. Nice. I mean, it was it was a great movie. I I also really enjoyed it. Um. I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was awesome. I thought I was definitely. It didn't feel like a kids movie at all when I was watching it. I don't think that kids would actually enjoy this movie that much. Maybe they would. But as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I'm kind of glad I'm, there's no kids around because I feel like they would be bored by this. But I was enthralled by it. I thought it was wonderful. It was good. I mean, it. I mean, it made sense looking at the director. Like, right? I, I didn't know which. I, you could have told me, freaking whatever you know whatever sin you know made this movie i would have been like uh-huh. oh yeah cool sick you know because i for some reason when it comes to these like disney pixar movies i don't even think about the directors at all yeah you know? <laughs> la la land it's like okay like you know the directors or like you know mm, yeah but then i'm looking up this director he he directed monsters inc up and inside out yeah and those movies are great, you know, especially Inside Out and like, uh, like for for yeah. sure up, like I mean, the feels, like they, they hit the emotional stuff really. I cried in all those really movies. Hard. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I cried in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I and I saw it late. Great movie, music influence, like music was so great in the movie. Um, and I I didn't know this was Jamie Fox. Right, the the whole time I had no idea it was him. Oh, I wouldn't. I I think Jamie Fox is a very talented guy, but. Uh, he definitely doesn't come off as humble. Uh, he's probably one of the more braggadocious uh, people, like just that's famous. Knowing that he's playing this character who is not a uh, braggadocious gentleman, I, I was kind of, I-, I did not like his voice at first in the role. I just didn't like hearing him in that. I felt like it could have been anyone else. Um, that being said, as you know, maybe the 15 minutes into the movie, I started not noticing it because I I was very aware it was Jamie Foxx, but luckily really? I got over it. Interesting. Now I it's it's beautiful. I'm, I mean I'm happy they just uh, they chose uh, Jamie Foxx for this movie um, because you know Jamie Foxx's relationship with music is huge. You know, like it's it's yeah. it's one of the better things in his career. Um, and so it was good. You know him him portraying this Joe Gardner character because um, it gave me something to root for. It's this musician, and they, you know, in the casting, I guess they chose like for Joe Garner to be a like a jazz musician over like I think they were toying around with um, him being a doctor or, or a scientist. I think it was a scientist. Yeah, but they wanted to choose jazz musician for so the audience can have something to root for. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was funny. I was like, yeah. that's that's good. Like nothing like a struggling jazz musician for. Uh, for you to root for, well, yeah. I, I think yeah, too. They they talked about that that aspect of it specifically is that 
to be successful in jazz, you don't literally need to like be successful, you know, like you just need Mm -hmm. that one gig, you know, whereas if you're a doctor, you know, you can't like one day not be a doctor and then the next day be like, oh, you know what, I'm going to go to uh, medical school and like, you know, you're there. So whereas jazz, you can kind of get that break and then boom, you know, jazz musician is not the big glamorous thing. So to make it in jazz, maybe it is playing with that local band that you've been wanting to play with your whole life, you know? So yeah. And I mean, that's pretty much the plot of this story is this substitute jazz teacher or mm. teacher, you know, he gets a call about his, this next big gig pretty much goes, you know, gets the gig um, and then he falls through a manhole and then he dies. Yes. And so, <laughs> and then the title card pops up. So and you're like, damn, like very, it's very quickly. My man just got the, dig- he just got the gig. No way. You know, he's like an old man too. Like yeah. he's not. Like, I mean, not old for the world, but just old for his career. Like, he, you know, mm. he's done, it seems like he's done a lot, and now this is where he's at. Yeah. And then it pretty much takes him to the great beyond, you know, which is the great beyond. And so he's pretty much in the stairway going to the great beyond, which, you know, it's life after death. Um, And then somehow gets into the great before, where it's like they, you know, make and create, you know, to drop down to the earth, you know. And then that's the movie, you know, right? He pairs up with 22, uh, Tina Fey, you know, um, which is cool to hear Tina Fey again, another SNL alum, you know, that I love. And she's in it, and she's 22, and she's someone that doesn't want to go to Earth. Yeah. And, you know, it's a trip because her number is 22. I guess they assigned everyone numbers, and they're, like, in the billions now, and she's 22. Yeah, she's that was probably, I mean, that was, I mean, that was one of the first, I feel like, big laughs in the movie where... You know, they're like, all right, number 1,375,224,114, uh, put them with a mentor. And then next they're like, okay, 22. <laughs> it's like, damn. You know, like, <laughs> and yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, so she's she's yeah. been a troubled soul for a long time. <laughs> and then it's, it's dope. He becomes her, he kind of becomes her new mentor. With, you know, he's using a different name. And, but she ran through a, a whole bunch of like dope mentors. They, yeah. they just couldn't. Cracker, you know, like I think Muhammad Ali was one of them. Yeah, there were uh, it was just a lot of there's a lot of like famous <laughs> philosophers and stuff to try yeah. to get this like soul to want to go to Earth. And Tina Fey was a uh, very resilient in her stance to not be a person. I think it was a great movie. It is it is interesting for you to say like I don't, I don't think kids would have enjoyed this because I feel like the music because I feel like kids do enjoy music. I feel like they would have enjoyed the music, which is awesome. Uh, with uh, John. Uh, John Baptiste and Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who are just sc- scoring everything. Yeah, they're, they're getting gigs. Yeah, <laughs> they're freaking trying to find it. a movie they haven't scored. I uh, know, dude. And like Baptiste does all the jazz piano music, and then they do all the great beyond, great before kind of synth, kind of you know like futuristic kind of music sounds, uh, which I think was was super cool. Yeah, I feel like kids would have enjoyed that. Kids would have enjoyed. Um, kids, kids would have enjoyed the synth like, sounds from Reznor and Atticus <laughs> yeah, Ross. Dude. Is that what you're saying? They would have been all about it. They would have <laughs> okay. been like, wow, that's so cool, mommy or daddy. You're like, this is awesome. Okay. Yeah, all, right. all the uh, futuristic vinyl sure. collectors. You know, would have been all about it. Yeah, I think kids and kids, uh, they gravitate to like the uh, 
Not, not to be, I mean, I'm not saying, now, now I feel like I'm saying I don't want kids to like this movie. I mean, if your kid likes this movie, dope, you know, like, great. So, you know, it's a, it's a movie appropriate for them. But the <laughs> themes that it deals with are not kid themes, like, whatsoever. And it never really hits on any kid themes in the movie. These are all themes that are going to resonate with adults because mm-hmm. of the way our lives are, you know, because of the way society is set up and the way our jobs are and everything. You know, we always kind of feel like, oh, like, there's... There's something, or sometimes we do, you know, there's something better. There's something, like, kids aren't thinking like that. They're just like, oh, like I'm just trying to, like, play and, you know, eat Cheetos and live my life. You know, they're not thinking about existential crises and things like that. So, and then the music is terrific, but there's no, like, ballads, you know? There's no, like, let it go. There's no, you know, whatever the Moana song is, I'll be there, whatever. You know, there's none of that. So the kids are drawn to that kind of stuff, you know. But, you know, shout out to the kids that are jazzing it up, listening to the piano and vibing out. Yeah, I guess that's true if you paint it like that. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, there, there really is no let it go ballads. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I mean, like, yeah. So I guess I get that. Yeah, I I for sure get that. I could see parents being angry coming out of Seoul. Uh, you know, like, hey, what the hell is this, bro? Like, I don't think anyone's gonna be angry. I just think kids would be bored by it. That's all. I think this movie is a man finding his, you know, purpose, quote unquote, right? And in doing so, I think you find a little bit of your own purpose while watching it, and you know, kind of reflect. Um, and um, and it, you know, it's it's fun. It's, you know, there's the goofiness, right? Where there's a whole soul swap, you know, which I thought was, uh, was a uh, cool, you know, cause then he's a cat for a little bit. He's trying to get his back. He's trying to get his soul back into his body cause he doesn't want to die. <laughs> and then, you know, somehow he gets put into a cat, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's interesting seeing this movie where it's like Pixar's first like black protagonist, um, which mm-hmm. was huge. And so it's nice. I think it's, it, you know, there's a good lesson to be learned. There is to appreciate life. You know, um, you know, at the end he says that he like, he doesn't know, but he's going to enjoy every moment of it. Or he's, gonna, mm-hmm. uh, I think they changed it, you know, where now he says like, I'm going to live every moment of it because um, it's about living. It's about living and it's about, yeah. you know, being alive and it's about doing what you want to do. And, and so I thought this man was going to die. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then they give him the option of coming back to earth or dying. And I yelled, I was like, come back to earth. I was like, don't die. <laughs> you know? And then he, he does. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. But I was like, I enjoyed that he lived and I enjoyed that he's going to continue to live. You know? You know, I think that, I mean, I, I also really enjoyed the movie. I mean, you recapped it pretty well there. I, I think that, um, you know, I, I thought it was interesting that, you know, the jazz, like you said, wasn't necessarily the initial, like, storyline because of how prevalent it is in the movie and how mm-hmm. important it feels in the movie that that's not even, like, what it started with. It really started with the soul part of it, you know, not soul like the music, but literally the, you know, the human soul. But the messaging of just, you know, live every day like it's your last, I, I just, I loved it. There was a quote said in there after he played that gig and thought that, you know, like I did it, you know, I made it. The uh, character played by Angela Bassett says, uh, there's two fish and one fish says to the other, like, hey, you know, where's the ocean? I heard about the ocean. Like, it's this big, you know, great thing. Like, show me where the ocean is. And the other fish says, you're in the ocean right now. And he's like, nah, this is just some water. Like, take me to the ocean. I thought that was just such a you know, beautiful little story because it's, you know, you know, he's saying like, you're already there, you know, sometimes you just need to appreciate what you got and, and enjoy what you have and, and kind of shift your perspective 
instead of always wanting something more. Overall, I, I just found the uh, movie really uh, just kind of a beautiful story. Uh, really, and just definitely something that I think people like millennials, you know, people in their late twenties, early thirties, are really going to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, as far as rating it goes, I would, uh, I, I think I got to go. I'm going ninety-one out of a hundred souls here for me. Soul ninety-one. Yeah. Oh, out of uh, little blue souls. Yeah, little blue souls. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to go in ninety-six. It's my highest rating okay. so far. Uh, nice. Sound of it was ninety-five. Um, but this, this movie is, it's just so good. It was so good. Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> um, and I think it's beautiful. All right. Well, uh, here, let's uh, wrap up our episode today. So, uh, thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next Monday. Hope you guys had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Same. Peace.